Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Blog Talk Radio. the Pet Place Radio Show. I'm your host, Marie Hewlett, and as always, I thank you for tuning in this beautiful Saturday morning. Today, I've invited fashionista inventor Marianne Bettner to the program to talk about her company, Petrosexual. They specialize in making those handbags you see celebrities and regular people like us carrying around little dogs in. Then, after our halftime break, documentary producer Kim Sill will be joining us to talk about her new film, Saved in America. Kim has been involved in animal rescue for a number of years, and you may remember her from past interviews here on The Pet Place. She is quite a remarkable person, and I can't wait to hear about this new film. So stay right where you are, and we'll get started after a very quick station break here on KJAZZ 88.1 FM. Welcome back. You're listening to the Pet Place Radio Show on KJAZZ 88.1 FM. I'm Marie Hewlett, and joining us now is Marianne Butner of Petrosexual. Welcome, Marianne. How are you? I'm very well. Thank you very much. And you? How are you? I'm doing very well. And I have to ask you uh, first, before anything else, about your company's name. How did you come up with that? Okay, about Petrosexual. Actually, it was used in the industry, you know, over a decade decade ago about... Um, for pampered pets, it was used by industry insiders, but um, and it has been used since then. Uh, I officially trademarked the name, and I expanded it to also include people who are ordinary pet lovers. Oh, um, okay. <laughs> yes, <laughs> who treat their pets like family and include them in their activities and, and lifestyle. Okay, uh, okay. Well, when you think of metrosexual in terms of males, you usually think of somebody who's a real sharp, fashion-conscious uh, male who's in touch with his feminine side. But petrosexual just refers to just a lot of love for animals and uh, making sure they're uh, high fashion too, right? Yes, absolutely, absolutely. And petrosexuals are... For the most part, they're really devoted to their pets. It isn't just about fashion, but fashion is one of the ways that they express their own personalities and their pets' personalities and how um, you know, how special the pets are to them. Absolutely. And, and people who have little dogs especially tend to pamper their little ones uh, far more than somebody who has a St. Bernard, for example. <laughs> Right. Well, they're much easier to carry along with you. That's you for that. sure. That's for sure. And and specifically with with one of the products you make, a a large bag that you carry your dog in. I, I suppose unless you're 
someone like Arnold Schwarzenegger, you probably wouldn't be carrying uh, St. Bernard around in a bag. <laughs> no, she's a, a Maltese mix. Uh, she's adopted. Her name is Daisy, and she is actually the ambas- brand ambassador for Petra. Oh, okay. So you carry around Daisy in a bag. And uh, and Daisy goes around and meets everybody, and then that opens up the conversation about the bags. Absolutely, absolutely. She draws a lot of attention if her if her head is sticking out. She, she's very cute. But in addition to that, um, if I want her incognito, I I because my my pet carriers don't look like pet carriers. They uh, because they're adorned with interchangeable exterior design, mm-hmm. so I look at them in a matter of seconds, and um, I do, I'm doing it as a custom business, but I'm transitioning and moving that into, um, hopefully, a manufacturing um, ability, so okay. that I could, you know, expand the, expand the business. So, but so yes, far, you're making that. bags that are custom-ordered, but you're hoping to have um, more of a mass production soon so that they'll be available to everyone everywhere, right? Precise. I am talking to a um, manufacturer, and we're in discussions now, but I'm, I'm not at the point where I can reveal that. But that's definitely Oh, top secret. Okay, okay. Yeah. I like the incognito part. Does that mean you sneak your little doggy into places where dogs are not allowed? <laughs> oh, I think this. You know, <laughs> yes, I think most people with little dogs do. Uh-huh. Um, it, you know, if you have to make a quick run and it, it's hot, you can't leave the dog in the car, you mm-hmm. know, you got to go in the bank. Sometimes the, bank, you know, the banks welcome them, sometimes not, in some other places. So, uh, yes, I do. And <laughs> <laughs> it, com- it comes in handy. And... Um, She's very well behaved. The fact that they're in a carrier anyway, uh, lots of places that would not ordinarily allow dogs will let them in. Okay. Now, how do you train a dog to be comfortable in a carrier to begin with? Do little dogs just like that snuggly feeling, or do some dogs resist? What's the process for training a dog to be carried around in a bag and not want to try to get out? Well, I've had three little dogs. And the first two liked carriers because I had uh, put them in a carrier as soon as I had brought them home. Okay. Now, Elise was adopted, and she's older. I don't know exactly how how old she is, but I think she was, you know, maybe five or six when I adopted her. But she has adjusted, um, and she likes it because she knows that she's going. Oh, so when I take okay. carrier, that's okay, I'm going out, I'm in the car, I'm going to be out and about today. And once they, when they get used to it, um, they're very happy there. They're very, they feel safe, and quite, quite frankly, they are safe. Uh, it's so a you little security blanket. Well, yeah. when you put them in the car then, are there special attachments for fixing it to the, the seatbelt system to make sure that they're nice and secure in the car too then? You can do that with with um, with the carrier, but I actually have a different type of harness so that she that I like better, and then I just take her from the harness from take the harness off her and put her in uh, my carrier. Oh, okay, that uh, makes sense. Okay, and then are there nice breathing panels in the bag so that if you ever do have to like hide her quickly, 
<laughs> she's okay. she's a okay inside the bag. There are breathing panels. Okay. <laughs> Don't cut off her air supply. <laughs> uh, I'll let her come in. Just want to make discover. sure. Just want to make sure. <laughs> discover her. Um, it's kind of fun for them. Mm-hmm. You know, at first they're a little startled and they'll say, you know, oh my. But she's just a little thing and she's not going to do any harm. So, uh, okay. When did you design your first bag? Pardon me? When did you design your first bag? I designed my first bag in 2004. Oh, I was actually, okay. Yes, yeah, I was living in uh, in Florida at the time, South Florida, in mm-hmm. Delray Beach. And um, I was looking for a new carrier. Uh, I, I had um, changed in lifestyle. I had been married for a long time. I was got through a divorce, and I went from a large, you know, four-bedroom house with lots of storage to small apartment, not much storage, mm-hmm. and I want a new carrier, but carriers, since you are carrying a live animal, even if it's a little one, you don't want to carry one more than 10 pounds, and it right. has a lot of weight over mm-hmm. but there's other things, there's strollers, and I have the whole bag when it comes to that, um, but so I, I want to get a new carrier, I wanted it, I didn't want to have to change it every day, and I didn't want you know, one more large, large bag in my house that wasn't easily adaptable to my my wardrobe, my lifestyle. Right. I couldn't find it. Mm-hmm. I, I went on the web. Um, it, to my knowledge, it's still not out there. Um, to you know, I'm, I tried the web. I went from Palm Beach to Miami, uh, looking for it. So. Um, so yeah, made your own, and and you have interchangeable you know, designs. Yeah, yeah. Adapted it from from um, uh, another carrier, but not not one that handled the logo. You know, the one that that was a blank, white labeled carrier, and I adapted it. Hmm, very so cool. I I made one, and uh, I was happy with it. And I carried at that time it was my dog Gizmo, mm-hmm. and he is a and um, he he's excellent. Just was superb um, in the in the carrier. Uh, not really wouldn't be detected unless you really went <laughs> really closely. Yeah. Um, yeah. And um, and then people like started seeing it, right? And yeah. people started saying, hey, can you make one for me too? And and all of a sudden you're getting orders. That must have been exciting. It was exciting, very exciting. And it's something that um, that I love. It's um is an extension of, of my personality and, um, you know, and my lifestyle. Uh, people who know me often will know that I'm almost always with my dog. And I think people who use these bags are the type of people who always want to be with their dogs, too. And the fact that they're all so very fashionable, I think, is a big appeal. Do you have a website where our listeners can go take a look at some of the different designs that are available? Absolutely, and my website is www.petrosexualonline.com. www.petrosexualonline.com. And how many different styles do you have currently? Oh, on my website, I I guess that I have probably maybe around plenty on there, but I'm I'm constantly doing new ones. And 
actually, I'm changing the, the carrier also at this moment. So uh, I'm really in transition now, and when I'm, when I'm working with the uh, manufacturer, uh, it will be different than the ones that you presently see, but you will see lots of designs, uh, and they can be beaded, feathered, uh, prints, you name it. If people want certain colors, if they, uh, depending upon their own style uh, of dress and what they prefer. So you can glam up, you can get down, <laughs> you can get funky, uh, very sophisticated. It, it's all up, you know, it's all up to you. And they're interchangeable. Take seconds to remove them and put another one on. And the nice thing is they're kind of like small canvases. Okay. And so they're washable then? No, they they are not. I guess... Uh, they may I may move into wa- washable ones, but the ones that I presently do, uh, and a lot is handwork with with feathers and jewels and different kinds of velvet and fabric. They're they're not. Okay. But um, I think with the new with the new ones that I'll be be um, providing. So you have to have a clean up. dog before you put them in. <laughs> Yeah, it's on the outside though. So leave your outside. That's really good. Oh, okay. But, um, but also, since they they're relatively small, mm-hmm. uh, they fuss because you can either put them in a drawer if you like. I hang mine on clip hangers in okay. my closet. And just okay, and makes sense. Marianne, this sounds like a fun product that I think a lot of pet parents would enjoy having since they like being with their pets a lot of the time, and, and thank you so much for telling us about it today. You are so welcome. I greatly appreciate your call. We need to take a very quick break now, but when we return, Kim Sill will be by to talk about a very special documentary movie. So stay right where you are, and we'll be right back on KJAZZ 88.1 FM. We're back on the Pet Place Radio Show, and with me now is documentary film producer Kim Sill. Hi, Kim. Long time no talk. I know. Good to talk to you today. You have been very busy. I know you've been involved in so many animal projects over the years, and now you've just completed a documentary, and I'm wondering, does that relate to animals? (laughs) Of course it does, Marie. (laughs) Um, My documentary is called Saved in America. Oh, very it's, cool. It's got thousands of dogs in it and cats that have been rescued. And I started documenting it in 2008. I started filming different rescues and different other rescue groups that were rescuing animals. And last year I decided to put it together and make a documentary film about it. Oh, that is so cool. When you first started shooting rescues and, and stories about animals, did you intend for it to become a film at some point? Or did you just all of a sudden look at the footage and say, wow, this tells such a great story? You know what? It really evolved into me thinking, you know, there's so many great animal rescuers out there. I really need to uh, put this footage together in a way that the America could see it because I didn't want it to just be on YouTube. I wanted um, the masses to see it because there's just incredible human beings saving animals out there. There sure are, and you're one of those. What inspired you to get involved in rescue? 
um, when I was a little girl, my daddy was a social worker, so we would oftentimes um, rescue a child out of a foster situation, and um, they were really upset that they'd have to leave a dog behind. Aww. So um, my dad and I started taking the dogs, too, and when I would try to rehome them, sometimes we'd have to take them to the shelters, and it was just heartbreaking. So um, literally my whole life I've been around, you know, some type of rescue, and now I've dedicated my life to animal rescue. That's very cool. If you were to guesstimate, how many animals do you think you've personally saved since you started doing all this? Wow. Um, I've touched. The ones that I've touched and taken into my home, I would say about 500. Oh, my goodness. Um, And I really feel that that is the real rescue. I mean, it's one thing to get an animal out of a shelter and then to ship it to New York and let North Shore Animal League you know, find it a home. But when you've taken it yourself and taken it into your home, um, that's really the hardest thing to do because then you have to let it go and let it right. have a life, you know, with someone else. And so, you know, personally, probably about 500. Wow. So it's a good thing that you're not one of those people who falls into the failed foster category like me. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, um, um, you're wrong. I've got three failed fosters in my home right now. <laughs> It's really hard to let them go, especially if they're the kind where you nurse back to health and they've been on the brink of death and you've brought them back and you've spent tons and tons of time working with them and making sure that they're healthy and happy again. And then to say, oh, now I have to find it a new home, that's it's just impossible. Well, that that's the truth. Now, the one, one of the ones I have had a broken leg, and, of course, I had to nurse him back to health. One of them was just antisocial, and nobody would want to adopt. Mm-hmm. So I had to keep that one. And another one I just fell in love with, and there was nothing wrong with, and I had to keep her, too. <laughs> <laughs> well, at least you don't have 500. That would be a problem. <laughs> that's true. I, I know my limit. Okay. I know my limit. Now, you worked for Last Chance for Animals, and that's an amazing organization. Can you talk a little bit about your experiences there? Oh, my gosh. Um, I learned so much when I was with them because, you know, there's always two sides to a story. Um, When I first started working with them, I was a volunteer taking in calls from different sources that were reporting animal abuse cases. Mm -hmm. And um, you just, once you start digging in deeper to the situation, you know, you really see that there are always two sides to a situation. I mean, we, we dealt with hoarding situations. We dealt with, you know, abuse situations where, you know, people would leave dogs behind in a home. I mean, there were just all different kinds of things. But I, I would say that never judge a book by the cover. You really have to, you know, find out all the details before you make any judgments. Absolutely. So from Last Chance for Animals... And then now with your documentary film production, what have you been doing in between? Oh, gosh. Well, in between, I decided to open up a pet shop called Shelter Hope Pet Shop. Oh, I remember uh, that. We talked yeah. about that. That's been a while. How has that been going? It has been doing fabulous. The first location is in Thousand Oaks at the Jan's Marketplace. Mm-hmm. And the owners of Jan's, which is Newmark Merrill, donated the space. Um, for us to experiment to see if this model pet shop would work with rescues. And I have to say, it's almost been four years, wow. and we have saved 1,400 dogs, 50 cats, and 20 bunnies in that Aww. one shop. Oh, my goodness. 
So you bring in animals from shelters and rescues or just shelters? Where where do the animals come from that are in the pet shop? 90% of the animals come from high-risk, high-kill situations, either from San Bernardino City Shelter, Bakersfield, Kern County area, DeVore, um, the shelters that are actually up at the 60 and 70% youth rate. Mm-hmm. Um, 10% of the animals are owner drop-offs where people don't want to take them to a shelter, so we will rehome them. Okay. And since then, we've opened two other shops. We opened one in Sacramento and one in Santa Clarita. Oh, nice. So you're really broadening your scope. We really want to be in every city in the nation. We want communities to take care of the animals from their communities. We we figured out a way to do this without, you know, you know, putting people out of business. It it can be a sustainable business. Rescue does not have to bankrupt you. Absolutely. And it has been self-sustaining then. Correct. It has been. We've we've been fortunate enough to partner with Camino Animal Clinic, Valley Vet Nonprofit, and Camp Bow Wow, which um, boards our dogs at no cost, um, which is really helpful because we don't leave any animals on the premises. Oh, okay. Are, do you have volunteers also that take them home after hours? We do. We have a rotating, um, we have about 90 volunteers a week that are actively doing two-hour shifts or taking dogs home or picking up laundry or walking dogs. It's um, it's a community effort. It's, it's been amazing. It's, it took a village, but the village continues to show up every day, which is, we're so blessed. We're just so, so blessed. So the staffing is all volunteer then? Yes. Oh, that is wonderful. And at the pet shop, do you also have, let's say somebody goes and, and you want to make it a, a one-stop shop, do you have supplies, pet beds, collars, everything so they could get everything they need when they're there? Exactly. You do not have to go anywhere else. However, we do give you packages of coupons from the local pet shops in the area like Petco and PetSmart, and there's some, you know, boutique pet shops in the area that offer things for our adoption packages because we don't want to, you know, force people to be limited to only us. We want them to really give back to the community and what's convenient to them. If the shop that uh, is closer to them is is in Westlake Village, then we're happy to give coupons from that shop to them. We give away a free um, doggy day camp with every adoption. We give a free grooming. We give a free vet visit. And we give a free training session as well. Oh, nice. And does the pet shop have a website? Yes, it's www.shelterhopepetshop.com. Awesome. Does Saved in America, your documentary film, focus on any of the pets that were rehomed via the pet shop? Actually, there's quite a few pets at the end of the film that get rehomed through the pet shop. Um, (laughs) And there's actually a lot of celebrities that uh, showed up and and did PSAs for the film, and they appear in the film. Catherine Heigl, who's a dear friend, Mm -hmm. wonderful animal advocate, she's in the film. Um, Cesar Milan's in the film. Pink is in the film. Uh, she's a wonderful animal lover. She would come to our events and we'd do them for Last Chance for Animals. Nice. And where can somebody see the film? I know it's going to be coming out in August, so tell us all about that. Okay. Uh, the film's being released at the Regency Theater on August 14th, and it's at the Agora Cinemas, which is on Roadside out in Agora. Mm-hmm. You can go to the Regency Cinema website or you can go to our website at savedinamericathefilm.com. 
and it'll be playing for a week at 12 noon. Oh, okay. And I understand you're going to have a Q&A after each screening. Yes, there's going to be a, a guest speaker after each screening. So if you come to the um, one of the screenings, there'll be somebody there, either myself or uh, we've got several guest speakers lined up to talk. And the proceeds from that day will go to the rescue person that is talking. So one day we're going to have Eldad from Hope for Paws. Another day we're going to have Shannon from Barking Bitches. Um, so we're, we're going to be setting that schedule shortly. Oh, that's very cool. Do you have a Facebook page or a website that specifically pertains to the information about the screening so that people can surf on over there after they're done listening to the show? Yes, it'll be at the, the Saved in America, the film, dot com. Okay, and anything on Facebook? We will have a Facebook page. I'm I'm doing that right now. Oh, okay. <laughs> so very soon our listeners can just probably do a search for Saved in America, right? Yes, Saved awesome. in America. Awesome. And this was a family affair for you, wasn't it? It really is. I My, saw um, all these sills in the last names of the credits. <laughs> Well, my nephew, Alex, is a composer, and he composed the music for the trailer as well as composed some of the music in the film. Um, my husband um, has been in the music business for many years, and um, so he helped put together the score with Dave Grusin, who um, is like family, and mm-hmm. he's an Academy Award-winning composer. Yes, and then is. Diane Warren gave us a song called We Can that she wrote, and um, my sister-in-law, Nikki, sings it. So, yeah. Quite a family affair there. <laughs> that is very cool. And as a producer myself, I love to hear about films like these, and I hope it's a huge success and has a great impact on society and everybody who sees it. So congratulations, and thanks for being on the show today. Thank you so much. Have a beautiful day. You too. We need to take one last break, but don't go away because we'll be right back with Pet Place News and Events here on KJAZZ 88.1 FM. We're back on the Pet Place Radio Show. I'm Marie Hewlett, and it's time for Pet Place News and Events. On July 18th from 6 to 10 p.m., head on over to the Los Alamitos Racetrack for the annual Wiener Nationals. More than 80 doxies will dash 50 yards to qualify to compete for the title of fastest wiener dog in the nation. Proceeds benefit the Seal Beach Animal Care Center. Admission is just $3. Kids 17 and under are absolutely free. For more information, call 562-430-4993 or visit www.s bacc.org and don't forget to check out our website at www.petplace.org to send us your comments or suggestions for the show and see what other fun animal related activities there are on the Pet Place calendar you can also find us on Facebook we're listed under Pet Place Radio and remember that's all one word no spaces well that's all for me today remember Pets need love and a home, too. We'll be back next weekend with more of The Pet Place here on KJAZZ 88.1 FM. I'm Marie Hewlett. Please spare new to your pets and have a wonderful day.
is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino at chumbacasino.com. Choose from hundreds of social casino-style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.